This is the Horse Radio Network. You've just landed in episode 537 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Eco Gold, leaders in equestrian textile engineering. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Jeff Tucker. Dr. Tucker graduated from New York State College of Veterinary Medicine in 1984. He was trained in dentistry by his mentor, Dr. Jack Lowe, using horsemanship as a basis of earning the horse's trust and using the hand as a speculum. He has always believed that dentistry is an important part of veterinary medicine and made it an integral part from his practice from the very beginning. These days, Dr. Tucker travels across the country practicing his craft. Today's tip from Dr. Tucker, TMJ. Does it need fixing? But first, a word from today's sponsor, Eco Gold. Eco Gold is a team of experts in the field of textile engineering with more than 50 years of experience in high-performance fabrics. Top international riders like Philip Dutton, Karen O'Connor, McLean Ward, Scott Stewart, Sean French, Ashley Holzer, and many more ride in their state-of-the-art saddle pads to, and help them develop new products at Eco Gold. In high-level sports, the right product can give an athlete a competitive edge. And in recent years, there have been several developments in textiles. Just think of sports like hiking, skiing, or cycling, and garments using things like Lycra, Teflon, and Gore-Tex. How about using those high-tech fabrics and smart engineering to improve the performance of our equine athletes? <laughs> well, that's where Eco Gold comes in. With their expertise and contacts in the textile industry, they are able to bring the latest developments in technology to the equestrian market and make the most advanced products to give the horses competitive edge. And they don't have a one-size-fits-all mentality. They use different technologies and different solutions to solve different issues. So ask for Eco Gold saddle pads and protective boots by name at your local tax store or visit them online at ecogold.ca. Now, enjoy today's tip. Once again, Dr. Jeff Tucker, horse dentist extraordinaire and highly opinionated veterinarian is here with us to talk about not just teeth this time, but actual jaw issues with horses. So what have you got on the plate for us? Well, can I just say that I'm not just I'm not really opinionated. I just use my brain and I think and I don't accept everything that people say. So yeah, maybe I am opinionated, but you know I'm not the new kid on the block. See, anymore. opinionated is not necessarily bad. We automatically sure. assume when we, when when we say someone is opinionated, we automatically assume that that's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing at all. I'm sure Benjamin Franklin was really opinionated. Yes. See, there you true. go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, there was a time when I was frustrated uh, floating a horse, and the owner would say, you know, Doc, the horse is still having troubles. I don't understand it. Can you come float him again? And I'd go in there, and I'd search all over on every aspect of the tooth, and I couldn't find anything. But what I did notice is on some of these horses that I would have to give them some pain medication just to do the floating process. Now, I know today's modern dentists 
they drug just about every horse. But one of the reasons why I do not drug every horse is it allows me to get feedback from the horse about what's going on. And these horses didn't want me to open their mouth, or when I went in there, they just fought and fought. They just said, please, this hurts too much. They weren't mean horses, but they were just screaming at me, stop. So I started to ask around, and I found this one veterinarian in Palm Beach who had discovered that the nuchal, ligand, uh, the nuchal bursa was inflamed in his wife's horse. Wait, 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 stop there. Called, what I is know, the nuchal good. bursa, for those of us who don't know? I was getting to that. Okay. Uh, a bursa, imagine if you take your hands and face your hands together, palms to palm, to palm and you put between your two hands a water-filled balloon. And you can roll your hands back and forth on this water-filled balloon like a ball bearing. Mm-hmm. That is the bursa. Got it. And a bursa takes a tendon or a ligament, in this case the nuchal ligament, which runs from the withers all the way up to the pole on the head. Got it. And, it, and this fluid-filled sac lays between that ligament and a bony structure. And the nuchal bursa sits right below the nuchal ligament right above the first vertebrae behind the skull. Now, is that right about where, if, you had, if your horse had a generously trimmed bridle path, is that about where the end of the bridle path would be? Bingo. Okay. Right behind the pole. Okay. In fact, if you take your fingers and place it at the pole, which is that bony protuberance between the ears, right at the, ba- at the base of the skull, or the top of the skull, whatever you want to call it, Yep. And move your fingers back toward the withers. You'll your fingers will ride on an inch and a half wide strip of thick tissue underneath the neck, right where you've got your bridle path, um, and that's the nuchal ligament. And it's an elastic piece of uh, tissue that attaches at the pole and runs all the way down underneath the mane to the withers. If you took okay, this is an ooey part. I know you don't like ooey parts. Okay, it's I'm ready. Hypothetical. The head is very heavy and hangs out on a boom like a crane, mm-hmm. all right? And the front feet, obviously, are down on, the, you know, the front legs are, are by the shoulders, and you've got this long neck and a head sticking out there. This elastic tissue allows the muscles to lift it up and down and stay in balance. If you took a knife and cut that, and God help anybody who does that, because I'll take you out back and beat you, but if you cut that ligament, the head will fall to the ground. It's like a cable that keeps it up. Elastic Got it. Cable okay. Bungee cord. Got it. Okay. Right. As it rides over that that top uh, vertebrae, the, the the what they call C1, that sits right. It's what the head attaches to the neck. There's mm-hmm. this burst in there. It's filled with fluid. And on ultrasound, as you look at it, it's supposed to be clear and black, which means there's no echoes going on. It's a clear fluid thing. These horses that were giving us problems, that were still giving us problems after the teeth were done perfectly, um, and couldn't be done without drugs, and also had a history of bolting, unprovoked bolting, hmm. or bizarre behavior with a rider on it. We found, uh, I didn't find this, other veterinarian found, uh, lots of lacy white echogenic material inside this black fluid sac. And he was able to take a, a needle and guide it in with his ultrasound into that sac and drain off the inflamed 
fluid and replace it with a small amount of steroid and hyaluronic acid, these horses would be 180 degrees to the better. I mean, completely, tur- completely turned around. Hmm. Rideable. I had clients call me up over and over again in tears, in tears, calling me and saying, I'm so glad you sent me to Dr. So-and-so. My horse is back. That's how profound this inflammation is. And what he discovered was as he did more work, he went down the vertebrae of the neck, and he'd find uh, inflammation all along the vertebrae, and he'd place a little bit of injection of of, uh, steroid, uh, anti-inflammatory, in these areas, and his horse's necks would become supple again. And these horses were, in my own words, it's just they were having migraines, basically. They were in such agony. And here the person's trying to ask him to flex at the pole or bend at the neck or do these things, and the horse didn't want to. And finally just bolt because he didn't know what else to do. And it so wasn't dental. It was where the not, skull attaches I, to the spine, and, and, and it's the soft tissue mechanisms that hold those pieces together. Now, this, this, this is getting a little bit outside of dentistry, but... Are there, when a horse gets that inflammation, that inflammation is always, this is a question, is always caused by trauma or can it be caused by just plain old work-a-day being asked to carry himself in a natural fashion? Or is it always a sharp trauma like yanking back on cross ties or something? I'm speculating here, but I think it's from trauma. The best example was, and I know every horseman out there has seen this, the horse goes out on that nice morning, and they, they kind of go out there, and they get down, and they roll. And they're on their back with their legs up, and they're just itching their back, they're rolling. And, and finally, they just stop. They, they, they throw their front feet out, and they get up, and they do that whole body shake. Yep. And then they throw hop about three feet up in the air and buck out and go running around the path there in their first lap leaning into the curve and wipe out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get up and they run again. Everything's fine. And that was the injury. And they come in and it could be two, three, four, five months later. And all of a sudden the horse is like insidious. It's like there's this inflammation. There's whatever's going on. They don't know. This could have happened as a yearling. And now they're getting a bit in at four or five years of age. But it happened long ago. Nobody can prove this, but I'm speculating because I've never seen this from a certain uh, breed, and I haven't seen it on a certain discipline. It's pretty much across the board that I find these. Interesting. So so uh, what I do, I refer them to a veterinarian who uses their ultrasound wisely, and they find these lesions. And I think more and more vets are seeing this, especially on Palm Beach, Florida, because uh, that's where it was quote-unquote, discovered, and, and they're starting to do this more and more, and I don't know if they're all doing it very well because the, the first guy is just a genius. But, mm-hmm. boy, when it's done, these guys, these horses, so much better. And so, yeah, there's a huge correlation, uh, not with dentistry. Now, another thing people are talking about is temporomandibular joints. They call TMJ. TMJ is a joint, so we should call it TMJ dysfunction to be correct. So does your horse have a TMJ dysfunction? And my own personal dentist, I asked her this, what's the deal? And she says half the dentists, human dentists, feel like it's tooth-related, and half the dentists think that it's 
someplace outside the mouth, and the teeth are secondary to it. And nobody knows for sure in humans. That said, just today, I talked to a veterinarian who's been a vet for 40 years. He owns an MRI in his beautiful clinic. And, and we're talking about hot spots. And he says, you know what, Jeff? He says, every horse lights up at the TM joint. Every <laughs> horse lights up at the TMJ. He says, we don't even look at TMJs anymore. It just, every, every one of them lights up, which means w- with nuclear imaging, they're finding that there's absorption there, and it looks like they're inflamed. Now, are they inflamed, or is this just a type of joint that has more blood flow because, of it, because they're chewing? I mean, they're right. chewing more than they're walking. It's right. probably the most moving joint in the horse's body. Yeah. And so there might be a little bit more there. Now, as far as TNJ goes, in 50,000 floats, I've had one case of it, as far as I know. And what happened was I floated this horse, gone just fine, took away all of his pain, and that night they called me up and said, this horse can't eat. And I went back to the farm to take a look at it. And it was so funny because I stuck my hand in, because I, I use my hand to feel the, all the teeth inside, which is just something that I do. And I stuck on the left side, no big deal. I went to the right side, the horse nearly slipped out. Would not Yee. let me stick my hand on the right side. I said, what the heck is wrong with here? And all of a sudden, I, I've been trained how to, to do the, the uh, release for the temporomandibular joint by um, a doctor, a veterinarian who's chiropractic. So I did the release. I heard the pop. The horse went, ah. Oh. I could stick my hand on the right side. He started chewing hay. Everything was done. Instantly. Wow. So, and I, again, for those of us who don't know, I know TMJ is an issue with the jaw, the joint in the jaw not working properly. What is the scientific or the official definition of TMJ? Uh, the definition, well, TMJ, again, is temporal mandibular joint, which is a fancy word. It means towards mandible, which is the lower jaw, attaches to the tempor- temporal bone, which is the part of the bone in the skull that forms a socket. Right. And so we, thick, yeah. we call TMJ, we, we use the word TMJ, which is the, the name of the joint, to refer to um, an issue there. So is when we talk about a horse or a human having, quote, TMJ, is that just a generalized term for inflammation of the joint in that place? Uh, yeah, I'm more pure, and I say TMJ is the name of the joint, and we call TMJ dysfunction or disease okay. if it's got disease. Okay. Now, here's, that's a good point because we're hashing out how to say it, yet who's actually looked at these joints? And I'll tell you, very few people are actually taking radiographs. I just told you of a prominent veterinarian who's done nuclear imaging there and say they always light up. But who's actually taking radiographs and proving that there's arthritic changes in those joints? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yet I know more and more vets are going in and just sticking a needle in that joint and popping a little steroid in and saying, there, that's helping them. Well, if they're already inflamed, every horse has a little bit of inflammation in there. A little bit of steroid is going to help. But is it because of bad teeth, or is the horse got some pain someplace else, or is that just normal wear and tear in a horse? Nobody knows. Hmm. Well, yeah, until they do a, a, a study, we're not going to know. You're going to have to compare apples to apples on that, and we're just not going to know. So I guess the takeaway from that is you really need to 
understand the anatomy of the horse's jaw and pole and spine and the soft tissues that connect it all so that when your dentist and or your veterinarian are dealing with something up there, you can discuss it intelligently. Because if you just go, oh, well, he's stiff in his neck, we just need to inject something, you might be barking up the wrong tree. It's a little bit, you have to have trust and faith in that your veterinarian or your dentist is actually doing a good job. And if you believe that, or if you've had two separate or three separate dentists work on your horse and you're still having a problem, especially with unprovoked behavior while riding, uh, then it's probably uh, outside the mouth. Now, here's a great test. If you don't know if your horse is having a problem in the mouth or outside the mouth, ride the horse without a bit. Just put on a halter or a bosel or a bitless bridle and ride the horse, and if the horse goes 100% better, then you can probably think it's in the mouth. Right. But if you still have these problems, then look outside the mouth. And, it's and very, that's, that's an excellent way to do it. Just take the bit out of the equation completely, Right. and, um, and if, you're, if your horse is still doing that same un, what appears to be unprovoked behavior, right. um, then you need to look beyond mouth because you've, already had your dentist look in the mouth and go, oh, it doesn't look like there's any problem in there. That's a very good way it, to do that. Good it, idea. It's pretty good. I love Butte as a diagnostic tool for lameness, but Butte does not help in this case. Right. You know, <laughs> even a two grams of Butte, it doesn't touch the nuchal bursa. It just doesn't. Well, so, is... Uh, don't, don't look at... I, I mean, if you give a, a dose of Butte just to see if this unprovoked behavior goes away... Uh, and it goes away, it probably isn't a nuchal bursa or vertebral uh, uh, disease. Um, and you have to look at soft tissue muscle someplace, and that should be transient and go away. Mm-hmm. But if you're going in bitless bridal and, and the horse still has these issues, even with butte, it pretty much backs you in the corner. Then you have to find somebody who's very good with ultrasound-guided needles into bursas and have them inject these things, or first identify a lesion in the bursa, and then go ahead and inject. How interesting. Well, I just learned more about more parts of the horse, Dr. And, jo- Dr. Tucker. <laughs> and nobody Pretty soon we're going to be at their tail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks once again for the fantastic information, and uh, you have a great uh, day, and we'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, there you go. To listen to all of Dr. Tucker's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to Jeff's website, equinepractice.com. While you're there, you can download his fantastic book, 10 Irrefutable Laws of Horsemanship. It's well worth it. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 